0: To the DH Basics Podcast. I'm your host, Dana, and I'm so happy to have you listening to this interview today. Today, I will be the one on the opposite side. I'll be the one being interviewed. And so if you're interested in my story, you are welcome to listen. And of course, if you have any questions, you can always email me, whether they're questions for me or future guests on the show, I'd be happy to ask your questions. You can find my email in the show notes, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Okay. Hello, Jessica. Welcome back to the DH Basics Podcast. I'm excited to have you again today and this time you're going to be interviewing me. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited to get to ask you all of these questions and and hear your side of the story and and your journey to dental hygiene too. Uh, So to get started, tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey leading up to dental hygiene school. Sure. So
0: my dental hygiene school journey, I think, is a little bit of a windy and twisty road. I graduated high school and I knew I was going to go to Oklahoma State University. So go pokes. That's where I headed off after I graduated. And I was interested in a career in some type of healthcare industry, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So my first semester of freshman year, I took a class called, I think it was called Health Career Strategies or Health health career options or something. It was a one hour class. And so when you take it, you, they basically bring in a bunch of different medical professionals from different specialties and each week they have a new speaker. So I remember the dental hygienist coming in and speaking and I was like, wow, that sounds like a fantastic career opportunity. You know, she was talking about flexible work schedules and how, you know, you work these, these timeframes where your work doesn't follow you home and it's great pay. You get to work with patients and you get to work with your hands. It's a very fulfilling job. So I thought, great, that's what I want to do. So at that point I decided, okay, I'm going to go to dental hygiene school. I was in a long distance relationship. So I was dating a guy who lived down in San Marcos. And so I decided that I would finish my prereqs at Oklahoma State and then I would go down to San Antonio which was the probably the closest dental hygiene school at the time and that I would commute from San Marcos to San Antonio and I would go to school there and for dental hygiene school so that was my plan. So I finished my, well, I finished most of my prereqs. Um, I had made the plan. I was moving to San Marcos. And whenever I applied, I still had a course in progress. So this is a learning experience for anyone out there who's applying. I had a science course in progress. It was microbiology. I knew I was going to get an A in microbiology. I wasn't concerned about my grade and how that would impact my application. But UT Health San Antonio does not accept science courses in progress. So did I didn't know that. I didn't think about that. I didn't call to ask. I just applied. So I basically paid the application fee, whatever that was, a hundred bucks or something at the time, to get a rejection letter. You know, I just paid for them to tell me, sorry, we're not gonna accept you. And I wasn't a strong enough applicant at the time, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But in that time frame I had uprooted, you know, my my life, I moved from Oklahoma to San Marcos. And so it was like, well, what am I going to do for this year? I call it my dead year. It was like, what am I going to do while I'm not in dental hygiene school? I thought I would be in dental hygiene school. So I got a job working at Marshall's and I ended up taking a dental assisting course, which was a 10 week course. And it was only on Saturdays. And so I did that. And in that time I dumped my boyfriend and (laughs) I just had like a complete 180. I was like, I'm going back. To Oklahoma State, I'm going to get my bachelor's and I'm going to go to dental school. So, this was kind of my uprising, you know, my hero moment. So, I turn around a year later, move back to Stillwater in Oklahoma. I finish my bachelor's and I start applying to dental schools and I get rejected not once, not twice, but three times. And you know that was really heartbreaking for me. I lost a lot of confidence, um, and knowing what I know now, I just was not a strong candidate for dental school, and that's okay. It all worked out in my favor, but I had to go through a lot of things and learn a lot of things um, along the way to kind of get where I was. So, in that time frame, I got a job as a surgical assistant at an oral and maxillofacial surgical office, and so I was a surgical assistant. I got to help with wisdom teeth extractions. I got to help with abscesses and Sorts of stuff. You can't even imagine the stuff that I saw. It was so much fun. And I met the best people there. I got so much good experience. So I'm glad that life took me down that journey, you know, where I had to end up finding other things to do so that I could learn more about the profession that I really wanted to enter in. Well, while I was working there, I was applying to dental schools. I got a letter from the state of Texas. I guess it was the state of Texas. I don't even know how they knew what was going on, but I was applying to dental schools in, you know, all over Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Nevada, everywhere. Well, I really wanted to get into Texas because I wanted to pay in-state tuition. I had been paying out-of-state tuition for this whole time. And there are three dental schools in Texas, but there's only one in Oklahoma. So I kind of was banking on getting into a Texas school. So I get this letter from somewhere in Texas and they say, hey, you're going to lose your Texas residency. I was like, whoa, I have a way higher shot of getting into one of the three Texas schools instead of one of the only ones in Oklahoma or in these other states that I applied to. I got to get back to Texas. So I moved home, moved back in with my parents, you know, after being on my own for several years. And in that time timeframe, uh, I met my husband, which is awesome. So it was a, a, you know, a positive thing to move back home. And anyways, I applied again and... This was my third time applying. And so I was like, okay, if I don't get in this time, I've delayed my dream for three years. I need to do something that's a stepping stone to get me closer to dental school. And I realized, you know, Hey, I can go to dental hygiene school. I can use that, learn about the profession, get really good at this job. And then maybe that will help me get into dental school later. So that was my plan of action. I still applied to both. Well, I didn't get into dental school, but I did get into dental hygiene school and it was the biggest blessing I could ever ask for. I'm, I know for you, you now you're deciding you want to go to dental school, which is awesome. For me, it was kind of the opposite. I had the, the flip-flop reaction where I got into dental hygiene school and I realized this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I thrive. I love dental hygiene. So that's how I ended up at dental hygiene school. And so I graduated in 2015. I worked in clinical practice for four and a half, almost five years. And then I went into teaching. And so I'm a dental hygiene educator now, and I'm starting this podcast to help future students become dental hygienists. And that is my long and twisty story of how I became a dental (laughs) (laughs) hygienist.
1: Wow, I had no idea that you had gone through like that whole thing with dental hygiene first and then changing your mind and going um, to, you know, back to school to finish the other. Wow, that's wow. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into some of those more like nitty gritty kind of questions that I'm sure everyone's really interested in. What was your overall GPA when you applied to dental school that final time? So my overall GPA was a 3.461. Very cool. Uh, did, well, you, uh, you already had your bachelor's degree in, um, what was it? Biology? So I got a bachelor's
0: degree in biology from Oklahoma State, and I had that before I applied. The first time I applied, I did not have a degree of any sort. So the first time I applied to dental hygiene school, I did not have a degree. The second time I had a bachelor's degree.
1: Gotcha. And you had some dental experience then too, because you were working as an assistant. Correct.
0: So I I had gone to the 10-week, you know, fast track dental assisting course, which it really was just a jumping off point for me. It was just to help get my foot in the door to get any kind of job in a dental office. You know, I would have swept the floors, cleaned the toilets. I, I didn't care. I just wanted a, a some type of job in dentistry. So I did that. And then I was the surgical assistant at the oral surgery office. And then when I moved home for that year while I was applying, I worked as a pediatric dental hygiene assistant. So I kind of got a broad range of knowledge. It was a lot of fun.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize you worked in more than one place as an assistant. That's a lot of experience. and, And you really got to see, you know, what kind of hygiene I guess you wanted to go and work in. Did you, uh, well, you went into a bachelor's program. I already know this about you, but did you know there was a difference? And then what made you choose this school? Sure. So I think I probably had an idea that there was a difference.
0: I chose, so I graduated from UT Health San Antonio. I chose that school at the time, the first go around because my boyfriend lived nearby. And then the second time around, I still wanted to go there. I know that I was always striving to get back to San Antonio. That's, I don't know why that's even where I was applying to dental dental school. Well, I, my sister was, you know, like a dump to the boyfriend, but then my sister moved to San Marcos, which was kind of another crazy twist in the story. And so she was living there. So I decided, okay, yeah, I definitely want to go to San Antonio. My sister and I were going to live together. And so that was how I ended up applying again to San Antonio. And I think on some level, I did know that it was a bachelor's program, at least the second time. I think it, to me, it was, okay, I already have a bachelor's and I want another bachelor's but I also applied to Lamar, Lamar Institute of Technology, which is in Beaumont and they're an associates program. So I think at this point I was just ready to get my career in dental started, but I got accepted into both. And then I chose to go to UT health, San Antonio.
1: Okay. So then what made you choose? What was the deciding factor? Really? I
0: think it was the location. (laughs) I just wanted to live near my sister. And I think you know, if you're choosing between an associate's and a bachelor's and you're looking at the time frame, which was the same for both programs, and you're looking at the cost, which was not a huge difference, in my mind I was ready to just go ahead and, and get the bachelor's. And I didn't want to stay Beaumont is the town I grew up in. It's where my parents live. I always wanted to go out and try new things, meet new people, learn about new cultures. So I think it was time for me to just move on to another place.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. I love how real it is. Like one, yes, I want to get a bachelor's, but then the other point being case in point, like location. And, you know, there's a lot of other factors that go into choosing what school you go in, you choose. So that's, that's really cool. What would you say is the most difficult uh, process of the application process?
0: I think the application process for me, the first time was not knowing the system. You know, you read the instructions and you... I don't know. I just thought I'm an exception. Maybe (laughs) I think I just thought I can apply and my application will, will look great. And I know I have this one course, but it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Like the eternal optimist. Right. I think that was the hardest part was, you know, you have to get all of your ducks in a row. You have to fill out the application. It needs to look pristine. You know, you don't want to have any gaps. You don't want to leave any, any doubts in the admissions committee mind as to what was going on you know making sure that you have the the personal statement down pat making sure that you have all of your transcripts in i felt like it was almost a part-time job just trying to make sure that i had my application ready to go but the most difficult part of the entire admissions process was the interview and i definitely want to talk about that because I've never heard of anyone else having an interview experience like I had before. So I'm going to dive into that for a minute here. The interview experience that I had, I traveled to San Antonio. They brought us into the dental hygiene offices and there were like 10 offices. And They gave us 10 mini interviews. So these mini interviews, you would go into each office of the dental hygiene faculty and there would be a different task or question or scenario or that anything you can think of, they were throwing at us. So the very first room I went into, it had this, so it's called an indirect mirror or a vision. Yeah, indirect vision mirror. So you put your hands in this little box and there's a mirror. And there was a piece of paper inside that said, I don't know if it said dental or dental hygiene. It said something like that. And she gave me a marker and I had to trace looking in the mirror. So it's practicing, you know, using your indirect vision. So I had to pra- write dental backwards. It's basically upside down and backwards. Well, she gives me this dried out marker and my hands are shaking violently because I am so nervous. And so the whole time the marker is going e, e, e,
1: just over and over and over. And
0: I'm sweating profusely. I'm like, I, I'm surprised I could even hold on to the marker. And just afterwards, she's like, okay, good job. It was awful. And so the other, yeah, it was so bad. So the other rooms that I went into, one was where they had a distraught student. And so they were supposed to be my classmate. And the classmate was, you know, very upset about they weren't doing well in school and they were struggling and um, they're crying, you know, and they, I mean, they had this girl playing this part. And so I had to comfort her and give suggestions. And so that was one. And then one was where they gave me two envelopes and there were cut up pieces of paper inside. It was basically a puzzle. And so the professor tells me, you have to put these puzzle pieces together and make a shape. Okay. So I opened the first envelope and I put put the puzzle pieces together and they don't fit together anyway. And looking at her going, these puzzle pieces don't fit. And she's looking at me just waiting. And I said, can I use the pieces from... This other envelope, because I assumed it was two separate puzzles. And she just looks at me and I was like, All right, that's what we're doing. So I open up the second one and I put the puzzle pieces together. How I did this, I cannot tell you, but I did it in like less than 30 seconds. And she even told me after, she goes, That was definitely the fastest it got done. (laughs) And I was like, I don't even know what came across me. Like God put his hand on me in that moment. I am good at puzzles, but still, it was a wild ride. I had to, I had to go into another room where I had to label a tooth. Another reason where like luck just happened to be on my side. What do they say luck is? It's like when opportunity meets preparation, I think is what it is. Well, just happened to look at a tooth the week before and memorize the structures of the tooth. Why? I don't know. I didn't even know if I was going to get into dental hygiene school. And so (laughs) I was able to label the tooth. So I did well on that one. That was just a freak thing. And then I think I had just some generic interview questions, you know, how do you handle stress, what is your support system, tell me about yourself, why do you want to be in dental hygiene, and I think that was dispersed across the other rooms. So anyways, that was my interview experience. I walked out of there feeling like honestly, I I knew I did well because it was just, I'm shaking thinking about it because I remember walking out of there being like, whoa, amped up on some serious adrenaline because it was just, you walked in one room, finished, walked into another room. Apparently after that year, it was very stressful on the faculty and they, they were like, we are never doing this again. <laughs> so they've gone back to a more traditional interview since then, which is just basically asking some questions, but you should be prepared for anything in your interview. And that was definitely the most difficult part of my admissions process. That is the best
1: story about an interview I have ever heard. Like <laughs> the puzzle piece thing, I would have never gotten it. I am so in the box thinking that I would have never open that other envelope. And that it's so you that you see a problem and you find a solution. And, uh, and I love that. So what advice would you give a student who's looking to apply to dental school and they are looking to go into that application process?
0: My first advice would be to look at the application, look at the website, know what is expected of you, what GPA do they want, how many shadowing hours, what are they looking for? I'll tell you point blank. The first thing they look at is GPA. Students get ranked by GPA. It's just what it is. When I applied to dental school, you know, I had a 3.461, which is a decent GPA. I had a bachelor's, you know. My science grades were pretty good, but it wasn't high enough. There's people out there getting 3.5, 3.6, 3.7, 4.0s, right? That's who you're competing against. So you just need to be realistic and know that upfront. The other thing that I would recommend is being prepared, making sure that you get all of your information in early, not even just on time early. The reason why you want to get it in early is so that if they are missing anything, your process is not delayed. They start reviewing the applications that are ideally completed first, right? If they have everything there, the transcripts, it doesn't put a delay on the process. So you want to get started early so that you have time to call the school and say, hey, I sent my transcripts. Did you receive those yet? Hey, I sent in my payment for the application. Have you received that yet? Is there anything else that you're missing that I need to get in and get that in well before that date? Some systems... They'll have, or some schools will have an actual website that you apply through, and there's a verification process that has to happen before your application gets into the hands of the admissions committee. So if you don't have your stuff together and ready to go, you might be there after we've already interviewed. You know, we might've already interviewed our top candidates and we haven't even seen your application yet. No issue with getting it in early. And the last thing I would say is it's okay to delay your application by a year. If it's going to make you a stronger applicant, if you have courses in progress, don't waste your time or call the school and ask, is it okay? If I have courses in progress, know what you're getting into, but also it's okay to delay. Yes. Because I was delayed several times applying, right? Because I applied to dental school three times. What did I do in that time frame? I got a bachelor's degree. I had several years experience in dental assisting, when I went back the next time, even though my GPA was a 3.461, I had a bachelor's and I had all this dental experience. I was a slam dunk. I mean, it was not going to be, well, I say that, (laughs) but I don't think that there was probably a question on my application. If I could handle dental hygiene school, I had a lot working in my favor. I applied the first time when I was 19 years old and I did not start dental hygiene school until I was 25. So a lot happened, but when it was time, I was ready for it. And I was able to thrive in dental hygiene school. It was much easier for me because I was a little older. I was more mature. So don't be afraid to delay to get your life on track and be ready to make that commitment to dental hygiene school. And that would be my advice.
1: Yeah, I love that. I do agree that I think a lot of students that, that wait and they go in later or you know, they, they're just prepared really, really well. And I mean, it's not nothing against students who come in, you know, directly come in young or anything like that. They're, they still have just as much opportunity to be successful. But students who are concerned about having had more time and being away from school or, or doing other things with their life before coming in, it's it's definitely not hurting them. So that's that's really good. So you said your age when you started dental hygiene school, you said you were 25. What would you say as far as the actual school goes, what was the most difficult part of school? I think the benefit
0: of having to go through my
1: bachelor's
0: and my bachelor's was not easy on me. I was preparing for dental school. So I was taking physics, organic chemistry. I know you know all about this cause you're going through it right <laughs> now. It was very stressful and I did not love those classes. So when I got into dental hygiene school, I loved dentistry. So to me, everything was so interesting. And I had already gone through this struggle of learning how to adapt to these really hard classes. I took pretty much most of my classes face-to-face. I was in these labs with very stern, difficult teachers. I felt like when I got to dental hygiene school, I was so excited about the content. You could throw anything at me and I was I was going to be good. I am a type A perfectionist, very organized, diligent, and it came out full tilt in dental hygiene school. <laughs> to the point where, I mean, I, I was highly functioning. I was actually doing a very, very good job. I was the student class president. I was on all these committees. I know I was sleeping. I don't know when, but I was, but I was so strung out on the experience. I was having just, I loved it so much, but I was running on pure adrenaline the entire time. And I don't think anyone really knows, but that level of stress and juggling and managing so many different things, the rigorous schedule, the academic portion, which is, is it's very difficult finding patients, completing patients. You have to, there's so many ways that you're being pulled. I just started to feel very overwhelmed. And so I had a lot of anxiety. I was really struggling with that. I don't think anyone knew that I was struggling with that, but I started having panic attacks actually. And it was just because I was running on this high level of anxiety all the time and it was making me productive, but it was, it was harming me mentally. And I think that was the hardest part of going through dental hygiene school was uh, managing the mental health aspect of it.
1: Yeah. I love that you, you're able to kind of look back at that and see, you know, you extremely successful at what you were doing, but understanding the toll that it was taking on you and, and being able to, you know, show vulnerability and, and admitting that it, the behind the scenes wasn't as perfect as the outside probably looked. So that's. That's really wonderful. Um, As far as future students, what do you think they can do to prepare for this experience? Anything you can do to
0: prepare is going to benefit you. Making sure that you have some experience in the dental field, whether it's just a ton of shadowing hours or working in any type of medical care situation, anything you can do to prepare yourself in that realm is going to help you. Also, this sounds so basic, but take a medical terminology class, have some type of background in the words that you're going to be using. It just saves you time and energy. If you can look at a word and know what it means just by looking at it, that helps a lot as well. And then the last thing I would recommend is if you know that you are a type A high anxiety type of person, Dental hygiene is perfect for you. Come on in, come join the masses. Like we're, we're ready for you. Uh, You will do fantastic here because our job is all about preparation, organization, staying on top of a schedule, that to-do list. You're just checking it off right through each appointment, you're going to thrive in dental hygiene, but you have to protect your mental health. And so the first thing, if you're already struggling with things like that, don't be afraid to reach out, get a therapist if you need to be on a type of medication leading into dental hygiene school, try and identify that before you start. I had already had some background in going to therapy and that was very helpful. So when I got into dental hygiene school, not right away, but probably in my second semester, when I started really feeling overwhelmed, I went straight to the school therapy. They had, Free therapy for students. I got an appointment and I started going regularly, and it helped so much. That was such a huge benefit to me. I just would want students to know that you can overcome these struggles while you're in school. It is stressful, but there are ways to get support and get help. And if you can identify that before you start, it will make you even stronger. But at the very least, if you can get go to the school counselor the first day of school you know and say hey i know that i'm about to walk down this difficult path i want to make sure that i have a place to release this stress and have the support that i need to do well and that's what i would recommend
1: yeah yeah that's really great and nice cuz i mean you and i have seen a lot of students who come in and they're you know they're they're good students but they you know, mix it with dental hygiene school and how intensive it is, um, they quickly lose kind of the confidence. And I think, you know, a lack of confidence plus the anxiety is, it really hurts students along the way. And they wait until they start having issues before they reach out. And so, yeah, reaching out and finding help first is, is really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So true. All right. Well, thank you for having me and letting me interview you and ask you all these wonderful questions. Thank you so much,
0: Jessica. I really appreciate it and hope to have you back on again when you get into dental school or maybe while you're going through the dental application process so you can talk us through it. I would love to. I hope you enjoyed my story today. Thank you so much for listening. Our next guest on the podcast will be Amanda Zubricki. You may hear her name around on social media. She is an advocate for deaf and hard of hearing dental hygienists. She has an amazing story about her journey into dental hygiene school. So stay tuned for the next podcast. I know you'll
1: enjoy it.